Aloha, all you moneymakers out there. Super excited today to talk to you guys about our shopping center and share how we bought a shopping center. How did we go from nothing to buying a $6 million shopping center? It's kind of crazy to say. So let's do it. Let's dive on into it all. If I told you guys that that subscribe button is the only thing that's separating you from financial freedom because knowledge is power. I'm gonna give you all the knowledge so you can succeed in life. So yeah, we bought a shopping center, a whole complex of buildings and it's pretty cool to actually even just say it and think about it. We have an office max, we have a gym, we have a medical center, a few different doctor's offices in there as well as like a, this nationwide penny spice store. It's pretty nice actually, I like that store. Um, bunch of cool cool tenants that pay us rent we own the building and they come in and pay us the rent and and to even top it on off it's a triple net shopping center meaning that the tenants are paying their our taxes they're paying our maintenance they're paying our insurance they're paying all our bills so we really really cut costs in, in this complex but how did we do it how did we get to that um I mean, first of all, it's how do you find a deal like that? Uh, I've been obviously looking at the deals for years and years, and we put a ton of offers out there. So it wasn't just our first shopping center, our first thing we've seen and we bought. It just happened to be this great deal that we threw a really, really low offer at, and I didn't think it would stick. I didn't think we would get it but we threw this low offer at it and it stuck and we got it and we bought this shopping center at a 12 cap. Uh, and for cap rates and so forth, 12 caps really good. Um, but a lot of times we see these great deals and we see deals just in general coming across my desk. You know, their emails are coming through and I'm like, eh, yeah, here's a crazy offer. Let's see if that thing will stick. And that's basically how you get we get some crazy deals as we put a lot of these offers out there that are really aggressive in our favor and they stick and when they stick then you're like oh okay i better figure out how to raise capital how to find investors how to get a lender and get a loan and how to figure it out and that's kind of the simplicity of it all um i never i we we own some commercial um our, our uh, co-working space is a commercial unit, so technically we do own commercial already. Um, but I never bought a deal this size, and I never done a deal like that before. But just like our my first step of buying a house, just like my first step of buying a bunch of houses and complexes and multifamilies, you just figure it out. You start talking to lenders, you start talking to banks, talking talking to your friends. Um, how do I go about? You know, getting the loan, how do I structure it, and how do I make it happen? And that's that's how we did it. Um, we already knew how to manage commercial in general because multifamily is very similar. Um, compared to single-family world, in the multifamily, in the commercial world, it's all about your NOI and expenses and so forth. And we already knew how to analyze a deal. So now it's how to make this deal work, how to make this deal add value, how to make this deal um, raise rents and, and so forth. And we're excited to where this deal is heading because after showing up the property, I've seen so much amazing, just goodness about the deal. Um, so it wasn't, we were just looking in Janesville. We weren't just looking in Wisconsin. We weren't just looking anywhere. We were looking for a good 
good, good deal. And we have already owned, we own properties across the U.S. already. So out of state investing, it was already comfortable in our lap. You know, it could be hard at first for some people to get into out of state investing. But once you get, um, you know, that comfort level, you find a great team, you understand how to build that team, build that property management agents, um, you know, contractor, whoever you need to build, you just build a team around that if you need to. Um, so what's the big difference between this commercial deal and compared to uh, flipping or com compared to um, even in a, a regular single family houses? So this is commercial. Commercial, the big, big difference is in, in a fix and flip or just in residential in, in general, we add value by putting new floors, roofs, uh, new kitchen. You know, that's how we're forcing appreciation. That's how we're adding value. In the commercial world, the value added, yes, you'll make new roofs and new floors and new whatever, uh, you know, making a new unit nice. In this commercial unit, for example, you, uh, you can make the units nice, but the value is when you get the rents, the income increased, and your expenses decreased. So that gives you NOI. That's where you can add value from multifamily to commercial to storage to industrial. The value is in your NOI. So we've really seen a great opportunity to value add in this, in this particular project. And that's where our value, just like a fix and flip, we see value being able to add it in. Oh, we can make this kitchen nicer, newer, or update it, or add square footage in the commercial world oh, we see these tenants are really well below, you know, ten, uh, tenant rates, what they should be at, you know, we can add value in that way. So the value, value, value add is, is in, can you raise rents, can you lower expenses? And that's how you've, you basically analyze a deal and the simplicity of it all. Of course, it's a lot more complex than that, you know, but that's what you're understanding in your head, what you're really ultimately looking for. You do look for a lot of other things, you know, into the deal for, and every person or investor is different, of course. Um, you know, other things, this is a, it's a B-class property. It's not the A, perfect, nice, brand new property. This is a B-class property. It's a really decent, nice size property. So these B-classes will last for a long time. You can bring it up to an A-class, obviously, if we uh, spend more work, um, spend more money on it. But B-classes are pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, there is a lot of um, easiness to being a triple net. So we mentioned earlier about triple net and triple net properties. Basically, they kind of self-run themselves. Um, you know, these big tenants will pay for most of the work or anything that needs to be done or any, you know, the ACs or a leaking roof even. You know, the things like that are all taken care of the tenants. So. The triple net really makes the management. We do have a property management company, and they're great. Um, Cal um, and Rob and their team, um, we have a really, really great property management um, guys, and I'm super excited to be a part of them. But I do want to, of course, know every single thing going on. We micromanage. I want to be involved, and we know we have meetings, and we normally discuss every little thing. Um, we micromanage the hell out of them because ultimately you know it's our money at stake so you do want to be involved you don't want to just forget it you know so it's a lot of uh, knowing what's going on and f keep following up with them to make sure it's going in the right direction 
And a huge thing for property management that we look for actually is a property management company that is going to be very aware of the profit and loss. We don't care. Yes, you know you're supposed to go fix that broken sink or toilet, but my conversations are can we increase expenses? Uh, sorry, decrease expenses, increase the rents. You know, I want to know about your P&Ls. I want to know about the property P&Ls. That's what the job of the good property management company is job is to focus on that because the more money they can make for the property, obviously they make more money as well as the owners and everything are more happy as well when they can increase values of properties. Um, so that's a huge part of it. So your property management company is definitely a huge key role into anything you do out of state um, or even in state. You know, you really want to have a good team on that side. And so you vet and we called um, probably about 10 different property management companies until I found, you know, a good one that I really, really liked. Um, so what were some obstacles we faced? Um, huge obstacles we faced is our market shifted as we're in the middle of buying this huge asset and lenders and banks tighten it up and change. And this is commercial. So they're really, really a lot, uh, a lot more tight about it. So first lender literally got three months in and they, they uh, pulled out of the deal and couldn't lend on it. And we had to switch up to a second lender. That sender, l lender went through um, its terms and went down the uh, underwriting phase of it all and changed their terms on us uh, three times throughout that deal. And changing their terms just kept on uh, making it worse for us. Obviously, we had to raise more capital. Then we had to pivot to, um, you know, this, this and that. And actually, ultimately, we actually didn't even fund with that lender. We went to our third and last a private equity fund that actually ended up funding and closing on this deal just to get it closed. And so we have an interest reserve and we have money set up in an account. So this is really well established for the next six months. We don't have to kind of worry in a sense. And now six months we're raising rents and we're, we're um, doing our thing with with this property. And then we can refinance it out and, and um, bring in a new loan. So that's what our plan is on this property is once the rents and everything are kicked in or raised, um, then we can go back and we can go say, hey, bank, we got so much more value now because our rents are up. You know, what's, um, you know, what's our new valuation of this property? And we anticipate it from the appraisal actually stating it'll be about an eight and a half million valuation of this property. So once all our rents are kicked in, we'll, we'll have an eight and a half million valuation. Our actual purchase price was about it was 5.8 million but we had 300 credits so it's about 5.5 million for this property um, and with an 8.3 8 evaluation of this property we can go back refinance take out all our money investors money pay everybody out we probably will go into a higher interest rate because our rates are high right now of course um, but in two to three years we'll do another quick uh, rate and term loan where we'll just swap out into a lower rate and then let that property live in its final loan. So this is, when we buy these big assets, they're not just like, oh, I'm over the night success kind of thing. These are a long haul. These are a long process to get them to where you're really, really cash flowing. They don't just cash flow day one. I mean, you can buy things that cash flow day one, of course, 
um, but obviously you you're gonna have to you're gonna be buying it differently um, they this cash flow is day one yes but it's not the cash flow day one where I want it uh, with no money into these deals and into an, a cheap loan like where we can get really really good cash flow into it all so yeah technically it does cash flow now but it's not the it's not the final resting place I should say so these properties we bought a huge complex in Connecticut similar where it takes you know six months to a year to stabilize or raise rents or you know do what you need to do to the properties uh, you know from fixing it to to adding um, value to these properties and then you got to go through the loan process with the banks and that can take two three months there so you're working with the banks and the refinance processes um, and then being that we're in a in a kind of a not good real estate market right now we're not going to get the best loans out there just i mean we'll get the best possible loan today's market but that's not a loan that we really want to to sit in or live in for a long time and, you know so we'll wait till market comes back around and then we can do a rate and term loans and rate and term loans are just like a like for like loan basically you're swapping out your existing loan to a cheaper loan you know so we'll look for a rate and term loans once that's um, available um, you know just to have a nice resting place of a loan basically um, to have to, to enjoy the cash flow of the property really um, so it's not an easy like just wham bam boom kind of thing it takes a process it takes a lot of time energy thought you know we have lawyers involved we have um, agents involved we have um, um, of course property management involved escrows there's a lot of people involved um, on, on these properties just to purchase it to stabilize it to get them into its its final resting place so on paper it looks cool but we're not there where obviously we want to be there yet and uh, we're just trying to get get these things stabilized so they can you know really cash flow for us and that's what we're ultimately looking for is cash flow um, some people do buy these assets and they do flip them they they do flip them believe it or not um, so they are a potential good flip as well um, but we are looking more for cash flow for our long-term kind of play in life um, so there's big numbers involved um, big numbers definitely involved I mean our income is is raising from uh, 40,000 a month to 70,000 a month just in its gross income um, I think it will be actually at uh, closer to um, 80 to 90 90,000 a month when we finally uh, send down with raises of, of rents and uh, including triple net and everything will be will be uh, have a very good income um, so yes it's not easy but uh, once you start under understanding the process and understanding the the behind the scenes of it all um, you know it does flow together all in your head um, maybe that's just for me uh, how I look at it I have it all on paper I have it all on Excel sheets but I just have it all in my head just um, flowing it's weird like I can be lying at night and I just see it all kind of coming together and the steps and the processes and the numbers I'm a numbers guy so I just see I see it all in my head um, 
like one of those crazy movies you see the numbers and the it just it just flows it clicks for me in my head um and that's just i guess my nature um so what did i learn from this deal um learned a lot the one big thing you learn is with working with lenders on commercial deals and not to just have one lender going is to have multiple lenders or even go down the route of having two appraisals paid for and and going with two different lenders going um luckily the seller gave us more time but he could have ultimately you know cashed out on us and took his money took their deposits but um i would always make sure you have backup um you know backup lenders of course going because they're hard commercial is very an animal so we did talk to multiple lenders and talk to and get quotes and kind of have them run down the rabbit hole but i didn't actually pay for appraisals because once you pay for appraisal you're kind of committed to that lender you're paying a lot you know appraisals cost a lot especially in, in commercial um you know i think it was i don't know five six grand for i think appraisals on this one um so the appraisals are, you know, can cost a lot. Um, some of them are, f I think we did appraisal one time, it was like 27 grand for a complex we were buying. We were buying another three commercial deal and we paid 27 grand for an appraisal. Um, so appraisals are not cheap. Um, but ultimately appraisal is kind of like your, just your everything on it. It's like what the lender thinks, you can see a lot of everything. Appraisal is kind of like your, your your heart and soul of the deal if you know what the numbers really really look like and they're great for you to use um big learning curve is i guess yeah the lender part of it all um you know having that in play and then for us we had to raise capital and then we had to raise more last minute uh, because of the changes in loan so just having more raised i think at the beginning have more committed even if like a soft commitment from people I think would be key to do to have more lenders just um, ready to go instead of waiting last minute for the add on the added loans we had to get because um, initially we raised and we had enough but then with the terms changing and changing um, it was just very difficult to do last minute of course um, yeah so in this segment we ask our we have a question and one of the questions is why would you want to go into commercial real estate when regular housing flipping is already going so well? So it's just different different animals, I guess you say. We flip houses, and that's great, but that's a job that takes work, time, energy, money. We love it. We're great at it. Um, commercial and, and multifamily is, for us, is more of our passive income play. And ultimately, they could be long-term flips. Um, so real estate in general are all forms of flips a lot of times from owning it for 10 years to owning it for one year to owning it for 20 years you know all essentially could be flips in in this into you know how you think of it um so the commercial real estate is just a bigger play on one project where these bigger projects can really you can really get a really good cash flow from buying one big thing compared to trying to buy you know, a hundred houses or something like that. So you can get a really good income from just one property, a lot easier to manage, of course. So the management of it all is really a lot easier, even if this were, you know, single family homes or multifamily, just being that they're triple net, the management of it all is very, 
comes into play. And then the tenants that <clears throat> we have behind us are long-term tenants and will be there for a long time, which is a huge part of our play where we're looking for tenants that will be be there for you know long time to come. And that's what we're also doing to the build, building. We're also going to revamp the building to... Um, we're actually kind of going for health and wellness because a lot of our clients are, you know, we got gyms and um, doctors and we're actually bringing in, um, switching up um, to a like cold plunge kind of thing. This health and wellness kind of environment, I feel like, is all around this. Um, so we're kind of going with that theme of the property as well as we're going to clean it up, fix it up and all that stuff. We have a, we actually even rent out our parking lot to a... Um, uh, the a fruit, uh, not fruit, but um, a farmer who sells products out of our, our parking lot. So he rents it for a thousand bucks. So that's also more income. We also actually are renting out a portion of our parking lot to uh, the shopping center, the grocery store that's an anchor. Um, they're called shadow anchors to us. So this grocery center is also going to be paying us more rent to use our park, their parking stalls. So that's a huge thing because. Um, you know, we want to increase the income. So that's ultimate goal of, the, of these property. More income, more um, money that we all see in our pockets from, from everybody. And, um, yeah, it's it's a great asset to own for long term. You know, these are just stable assets compared to, you know, a single family house, of course. It's a little different. A different animal. Um, they're both great. It's just you can do a lot more with one big property compared to trying to get to that size of income with a lot of single family houses. Um, you know, it's it just, once you're comfortable understanding the differences, they're, they're both the same. They're both the same in its own animal, but it just, you can scale quicker, I guess you can say. So segment two, we have event of the week coming up. We have a meetup. Um, we have a meetup on July 28th at 5 p.m. So anyone wanna come out, July 28th at 5 p.m. And this is a, a beautiful flip we did on the water at the marina. And it's got its own pool. It's a really pretty house. It's at uh, 6847 Niimalu Loop. Um, it's a $3. million house. So come check out that house in general. We'll be talking about flips. Um, if you have any questions about this particular deal, love to talk to you about this deal. I mean, I'll talk about any form of real estate if you want to talk. <laughs> um, that's what I love talking about. No signups, just stop by, show up, talk story. It's more of a, uh, you know, get together, a flip, show, showcase some of the, the flips we've done and to just have great uh, networking. You know, I want to have high level people coming into our networking and just to share with each other. I think you guys can all benefit from that as well. Super excited, this commercial deal. To understand commercial um, is a lot, but it's just a different animal. Yeah, three big things you want to understand, by the way, in commercial are NOI, net operating income, your cap rate. Cap rate's kind of your, your average or comps of the area, what things are selling for generally in that area. And you, of course, the value then, <laughs> the value of the property, purchase price of the property. So those are kind of your big, big numbers you'll hear kind of playing in that world, income, expenses, it's almost like a business. I think real estate people are generally running businesses. Come to our meetup, check it out. Um, check out our $3.2 million flip and come hang out, talk story, network. I bring high level people for you guys. So come 
please share your experiences, strengths, and hope. And I'll see you guys soon. And thank you guys for liking and subscribing and commenting below. We really appreciate it. You know, if you don't don't ask questions, you don't learn. So just feel free to ask questions and share our stuff if you can. I really, really appreciate it because if you share our stuff, we can help that more more people out there and give other people the opportunity to learn and to help bring up our education and bring up our state. I really want to give back to our state and our people and help our community. So please, please share our stuff just for other people out there that be interested in, you know, learning some of the, you know, underlining things about commercial real estate, you know, money, um, different forms of businesses and so forth. So love for you guys to learn and love to keep growing. So thank you guys. Like and comment below. Um, Indar Hawaii, follow me on all the socials. Indar Hawaii on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. And we'll see you later. Aloha.